Welcome to Careers for the Blind. My name is Harrison Hoyes, and I'm losing my sight to retinitis pigmentosa. As my vision continues to get worse, I wanted to have conversations with other blind and visually impaired people to see what advice they may have to offer and keep me motivated and inspired and continuing to strive to do the best that I can in my career. I know I'm not the only person going through this type of situation. So my hope is other people will benefit from hearing these conversations the way that I've been benefiting from them. And in this way, I'll be able to give to others what my guests have been so generous to give to me. In August 2022, I had a conversation with Matthew Whitaker. Matthew lost his sight resulting from complications of a premature birth. But early in life, he quickly discovered he had a strong aptitude for music. While he is currently attending Juilliard, his incredible talent has already taken him around the world to perform. And his most recent album released in 2000 is called Connections. Here's my conversation with Matthew. Can we start out? For those people that don't know you, just briefly tell me how you lost your sight. I was born 24 weeks premature, weighing one pound and 11 ounces. And the oxygen that was keeping me alive uh, damaged my eyes. And at three months old, the doctors gave me uh, less than 50% chance of survival. I've also had 11 surgeries to see if we could fix anything or whatever, but I'm still here. I'm, I'm still alive. I'm still doing my thing, and I'm really grateful. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, was, uh, what was your education like when you were younger? I was traveling in a lot trying to find you know, different strollers you know we've went from from place to place because you know with accommodations it's like hit or miss you know we don't know how to teach a blind person or we don't we forgot how to or this person too young mm-hmm. stuff like that but we found at the end of my third grade we found a stroll in emerson new jersey a shout out to everyone there uh, emerson junior senior high school and i was there from my uh, from the end of third grade to about uh, my senior year in high school. So all the way from 4th to 12th, basically. For my music stuff, um, I've been to the FMDG Music Stroll since I was about five years old. I'm now an alumni there. I've been to the Harlem Stroll of the Arts as well. Um, I've been to um, the Manhattan Stroll of Music Pre-College Program, and uh, I'm currently in my fourth year, well, trying to start my fourth year (laughs) at the Juilliard Stroll in New York. So all your education from, you say, 4th through 12th, was that, was, that was a normal public high school? Yeah. And, public, then, yeah. and then along the way, you were taking, taking lessons and going to other schools to, for, specifically for music. Yeah that, yeah, that all started when I was about five years old. All right. Yeah. Were you thinking at all when you were in school for, you know, 4th grade to 12th grade, what type of career you would have or... Uh, so I think um, as I got older um, and as I started, you know, performing on, uh, performing a lot, I discovered, you know, that I wanted to perform a lot more and um, just have more experiences in front of different audiences. I've always loved music since I was a child and I've been playing since I was about three years old. And really, uh, I think once I you know, got used to performing a lot in front of audiences, you know, I think over time I just thought, hey, you know, let's keep it going, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, and because I love performing in front of audiences and, you know, having a really fun time with whoever I'm with, whether it's me by myself or with my band. In fact, uh, we just did a show recently um, in Kavoda Lake, New York. It was really fun. It was, it was outside. Well, clearly, you know, you're extremely talented and you've been performing 
since you were a kid on stage and uh, having a, a, a profession, having a career as a professional musician is uh, uh, something a lot of people I would, you know, I'd love to be a professional musician. That'd be super cool, you know, <laughs> but you know, uh, do you have any, do you have any advice for young blind visually impaired kids that may be interested in pursuing a, a career as a professional musician? Yeah, of course. I mean, always practice and keep working on your craft and don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. You prove those people wrong. <laughs> prove mm -hmm. to everyone that, you know, you can do this. And, you know, that's something that I'm always telling myself even, you know, just always, you know, keep improving and and follow your dreams, mm -hmm. you know. No matter what it is, just just follow your dreams. Did you know any blind or visually impaired people growing up, and, and did you have any any mentors that helped you along the way? When I was growing up, um, I've definitely met a lot of kids uh, from the FMDG, and mm -hmm. uh, who I'm still in touch with to, to this day, and a lot of uh, a lot of um, other people. But as far as the mentors, um, all of them have been uh, cited that, that that I've worked with. But uh, a lot of them were great with, you know, helping me specifically, you know, since I'm blind. So that's really cool. But um, as far as mentors, there's a lot of different musicians that inspire me. A few of them being Dr. Lonnie Smith, who is a jazz organist, Jimmy Smith, Charles Erland, uh, Oster Peterson, Art Tatum, Barry Harris, Herbie Hancock, uh, Church Correa, Stevie Wonder, definitely, Ray Charles, uh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Man, there's there's so many others, <laughs> but that, that yeah. that's a few. All right, excellent. Mm -hmm. So your grandfather gave you a keyboard when you were three, and then you self-taught how to play the organ. Is that right? Yes, uh, I started playing when I was three, and I taught myself organ when I was about nine years old. I taught myself the Hammond organ. Okay, mm -hmm. and so did you? Did you learn how to read music? And I don't know what the right terminology is for for music in Braille. Um, like, you know, Braille notation for, uh, did you learn it like that as well at some point? Mm -hmm. So at FMDG, um, I learned, um, Braille music, uh, and basically all it is, it's just a different code, you know, for Braille music, you know, mm -hmm. just like there's a different code for math and, and different other stuff, you know, there's a, there's a, there's this separate code for, for Braille music and it's tricky because, Let's just say, for example, you're in a rehearsal, right? And the guy's like, okay, read this. And they hand you a piece of braille paper. You can't just go ahead and read it and expect for them to like, like hear you nail it on the first try. Because with braille music, you got to do each hand separately, then memorize both. Right. So it's not that easy. And, you know, every dot that is being added or removed, you know, plays a, uh, plays a huge part. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you got to really feel and take your time with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my preferred method is, is learning by ear because uh, I'm faster at that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's a classical piece and I want to, like, make sure I'm nailing everything, then I have the bar music just to uh, reference, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. As you continue your playing career, where do you see... Where do you where do you see yourself heading? Where do you want to get to after Juilliard? Good question. I would say uh, I would love to um, continue with my music career and 
you know, still play and perform. And I want to get into film scoring more. Um, I've done a few already. Um, there's one I did for Hulu, which is called Startisha. It is a short film. Uh, it's on Hulu. There's no uh, audio d- description at this time. I'm working with the guy to see if we can get that uh, worked on. And then there's another film that I did. It's mm. actually a documentary about me. It's called About Tomorrow. It's on allarts.org. It's also on pbs.org, I, I believe. And there is AD for that. So if you go into your settings, if you're on an Apple device, go to settings and accessibility and enable that. And if you play it from the website, you should be able to hear the track. It's also available on different platforms if you have the actual hardware. So like Apple TV, Cast, you know, Roku, whatever, you know, just look on the All Arts website and you, and you can see a list of compatible uh, devices and stuff. Both experiences were really fun and uh, a great learning experience for me, you know, and I would love to continue with that. I also would love to, you know, do more producing and music directing in different scenarios as well. But um, okay. yeah. So in those films, what, mm-hmm. what role did you play mostly? So for, uh, for Sartesha, I was the one doing all the orchestral work okay. for the film. So I had a few friends from Juilliard. Shout out to everyone a part of that. Uh, a few friends from there do string parts. I also um, was the one doing, you know, all the different scenes. Um, there was some that, that they used, like different, you know, songs that were already recorded for, for different parts. But for a lot of the film, I... I did a lot of the music for it and for about tomorrow i just did you know all the music Mm -hmm. for it um so all the piano music you hear in the background and you know there's stuff with my band and there's stuff where i composed for an orchestra in bulgaria so you hear me doing all that and different other little scenes here and there but um i don't want to spoil that too much (laughs) you gotta you gotta listen to it (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, cool. So in music, uh, you know, I, is there any or is there, yeah, is there any assistive technology that you use for, for helping you with composing music or writing music or? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, a few that, that I use, I use Logic Pro for recording music. I've been using that since eh, 2015 or so. I also do use Reaper. I've been getting into that for the past few months, you know, just uh, using that as a secondary DAW and learning that just in case if something happens with Logic, I can just switch over to that DAW and use that as a backup. Let's see. Uh, I use a lot of things. Uh, I use Loopback, which is an app made by Road Amoeba, which allows you to route audio anywhere, really. I also use Audio Hijack for recording some stuff that really came in handy for virtual classes when I wanted to record uh, my class and all that stuff. It really came in handy for that. I also use a MIDI controller by Native Instruments called the S88MK2, uh, which is is a controller that has accessibility by Native Instruments, which allows the user to navigate the sounds and controlled various parameters and the text-to-speech is is uh 
uh, being used, uh, which is the built-in one on the Mac itself. So it's it's separate from VoiceOver, but uh, it's really good, and I love using that for trading. And I, I got a lot of other hardware stuff that I use, like my drums and different keyboards and organs and percussion and all that stuff. I'm currently in the basement now, so you heard me from the studio, but I can play and... I can, I can also um, change sounds. You won't be able to hear speech, but I'm currently navigating. And if I were to just go to a different instrument, what you would hear when I start to navigate presets is different previews before I load the sound. So I'm scrolling through. So I'll load this and I'll just push the, uh, the button to load it. And now it's loaded so I can play. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. uh, yeah. I mean, Logic. You said Logic Pro, and then there was that last one that you mentioned. Reaper. It, the, the, it's. It sounds like those. Those are. Those are program softwares that. Um, that anyone uses, but it just has accessibility built into it, or or it is. So for Logic, as being accessible. Yeah. So so for Logic, it's made by Apple, so you know uh, you know it's accessible. <laughs> yeah. Um. And for Reaper, um, there's a team who who are actually blind as well who make the accessibility layer called Osawa. And that is what makes Reaper accessible and it's always being developed and uh, uh, it's a great option. It, it, it also is available on Windows. So um, with the same accessibility features. So anyone with a Mac or Windows computer can use Reaper and use it for composing, for editing, for arranging, all that stuff, and it's great. Um, but uh, like I said, I use that as secondary, or if I want to, you know, jump from one doll to the other, I can just do that really easily. Yeah. No, but that's really great to hear that, you know, these things, they have it built in already, or, you know, they're already accessible, obviously using probably voiceover on on uh, on the Mac, mm-hmm. but but uh, you're not you're not going out of your way to buy something or a piece of software in, that you know has to be in addition to these other these other things. They're they're already yeah they're they're, already available. yeah yeah. Like with some other manufacturers, I know. Like for example, um, with Pro Tools, for example, you needed yet yeah, it's external like software and all that stuff mm-hmm. to make it accessible. But, but with like stuff like Logic Reaper uh, and all the the Road Amoeba products, you know, the fact that they're committed. And and also native instruments, you know, the fact that everyone's committed to making things accessible for all of us out the gate, like that's great. Mm-hmm. And I wish more developers would jump on that bandwagon. And um, I've been you know, grateful to work with a few other developers as well to make their products accessible, which is always mm-hmm. a really fun thing. So, um, and you know, I love just reaching out to people, and, and I I encourage all of you guys, you know. Don't be afraid to reach out, you know, say, hey, my name is so-and-so and I do this and this is what a stream reader is and this is how we use it. And I would love to make whatever accessible, whatever, whatever, you know, because the mm-hmm. more we can get 
get people on board for testing everything out and, you know, making sure things are accessible, right, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you on your, uh, on your uh, computer or? How yeah, you- I'm, I use a Mac. Ah, okay. So you are using me on the Mac as well. Uh, on yes. The, the, yeah. The based. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sh- I don't, I'm sure I could figure out how to do it on my phone, but you know, I've got my, I've got my mic hooked up to the yes, computer. Right. So, uh, it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's the setup that I've come accustomed to. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you're also visually impaired, right? Yeah. I've got RP. I still have some vision. Uh, so I, I still, I still, which I still rely on. I still use it, you know, definitely. Um, I use a combination of magnification and, and voiceover or right, screen reading, okay. but um, but it was part of the reason what inspired the whole point of speaking with people yeah. that are in various types of careers to help me stay informed, you know, aware of everything that's out there, everything that's possible, and uh, yeah, just to kind of keep going. Yeah, definitely. What motivates you, and what what keeps you? wanting to to strive and to you know be successful in, in as a professional musician mm, i would say what motivates me um is um just the fact that in everyone is so supportive my family i would say is like you know if not like my biggest supporters because um my parents always been uh, has always been there for me uh since the beginning and you know, um, my dad. My dad always travels with me when we go overseas and stuff. And mm-hmm. if if it wasn't for them, you know, I I don't know where I would be in this in this career. But I'm grateful for them, and I'm also grateful for all of you guys. You know, uh, for the, for those uh, for those who have heard of me and my music, I appreciate the continued support from all of you. That I just that's what motivates me, and and also just. You know, listening to other genres of music, just as a composer and arranger, you know, you have to, you know, know um, all styles, not not just the ones that you like or don't like, you know, but mm-hmm. just be open to, you know, hearing, you know, all styles of music and just immerse yourself into, you know, whatever, you know, and just, you know, just get really, really, really comfortable and have have fun with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in your album connections yeah did you play more than just the piano what what are the instruments that you play in that album so for me um i did a uh, piano i did organ i did roads and various synthesizer stuff and uh, i even did drums too on on um on two tracks okay so yeah. when you're doing the drums, are you doing that loading up something for the keyboard and then playing it that way, or you actually can you can sit at a drum set and and uh, play a drum set? Uh, play a drum set. So on nice. yeah on the yeah thanks yeah thanks. Uh, so, so so on the album I did live drums. All right, cool. And I know I mean I play a little guitar. Nice. Um, a little, a little. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, toward the end of that album, there was some really cool uh, guitar riffs that I was, I was, I was hoping was you, but I, I thought probably not. Uh, that was my guitar your... player, I think. Yeah. yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, no, he's very good. He's yeah, very thank good. you. So it, in that in that album and, that, and for that band, do do those does your band play with just you and and you're are you performing that much or? Uh, are they also kind of they're performing with other with other people as well? 
So um, we all perform together, and uh, we perform a lot, actually. Um, um, so we just had that show recently that I talked about earlier. We have a lot more shows coming up in this year, and then we have shows coming up next year as well. So it's always, you know, perform, 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 perform. Um, mm-hmm. But it's always a, um, a fun experience, and, you know, getting to perform in front of an audience a lot is, you know, really, really cool. And, uh, you know, it's always enjoyable, you know? Yeah. You're going to, you're coming up to your fourth year at Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, you're saying you perform all the time, perform, perform, perform. Mm-hmm. How do you, how are you fitting in or how do you fit in, mm-hmm. you know, going to school and then also doing performances and what's, what kind of mix are you having there? So um, for that type of stuff, um, if, if I'm overseas, for example, and if I need to send in work, I just do it and just submit it via the platform that we use, mm-hmm. which is Canvas, really accessible. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, I, I will say, though, that um, for Juilliard, always, you know, making sure that everything's done beforehand so that way you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. doing work later on. <laughs> that's, that's a real good skill to okay. have, but... Yeah. So, um, I guess, tell me a little bit more about Juilliard and what is that? Mm-hmm. A, you know, as an experience, as a blind person going through Juilliard, do you feel like you you have you know good accommodations? You're on the same playing field as your sighted peers. Mm. Uh, I would say yes and no because yes uh, i'm always you know able to play with a lot of other kids and really have a fun time as as for the combinations joe i i have to say for the most part it's okay it's not mm. great but you know it's okay, <laughs> okay. but Again, that that's where you speak up for yourself and you tell them what you want and what you need at this moment, you know, for those types of scenarios. And, and that's something that my parents have always taught me. And, you know, I've, you know, I'm getting much better at these days, you know, because if we don't say nothing, they're going to think everything's fine. Right. <laughs> you know, so always be constant, you know, with them, you know, just email them, talk to them, call them, whatever, whatever scenario you, um, you are in. Don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to, you got to speak up. You got to mm-hmm. advocate for yourself. Exactly. Where, where can people find your music and where, oh. where are your next performances? Um, so you can look on uh, my website, which has my tour page. Um, you can also, subscribe to a newsletter there and you can check out all my social media pages and my music. So everything is like all in one place. It's www.matthewwhitaker.net. So M-A-T-T-H-E-W-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R.N-E-T. And um, like I said, everything is there. It's accessible. Don't worry. I've made uh-huh. sure that it's accessible. My dad made the site, and we've had other people help with, you know, various things to make it look appealing. Um, but um, everything should be accessible. Uh, if, if anything, just feel free to reach out. There's also a contact form as well you can use as well. 
uh, my tour page is there. So if you don't, matthewwhitaker.net slash tour, so slash T-L-U-R, you can check out the tour page and hopefully I'll get to see you at one of my shows. Yeah, I hope to to catch you one one of these days. Of course. Where are you from? Uh, I well, I'm I'm in Morristown, New Jersey. Oh, I know, I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you're you're not you're not too far away. How about uh, that? So do you know any, do you know anything about Morristown? A little bit. I'm not. I don't remember if we've had a show there or not. Yeah, but um, that'd be cool if if we were to be. Yeah, there is a. We definitely have a performing arts center. I. I oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it, exactly what it's called. It's probably called the Morristown Performing Arts Center. <laughs> but um, but the thing I was you know kind of mentioning about Morristown, you know, Morristown's known for the Seeing Eye, mm. where you know they they are the first, I believe, uh, guide dog school, Seeing Eye dog school. Ah, okay, that's cool. So so I take it you don't use a guide dog or a Seeing Eye dog, otherwise mm-hmm. you would have known that. But so so. <laughs> Um, yeah, do you walk with a cane versus yep. dog? Yep, I use a cane. I also use how to guide with my dad or whoever is walking with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, that's what I use. <laughs> Have you thought about getting a guide dog? Yes, uh, we've had thought about it. In fact, uh, we've had an opportunity uh, where people would come up to us and ask if we wanted one, but uh, we've always said no, unfortunately, because of you know all the responsibility that you have because it's not easy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I just for me, I don't, I don't think... Now, no shade against nobody who, who has a guide dog, but for me specifically, uh, for me personally, I don't think I would be able to manage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely heard people say that if they, if they travel a lot, they wouldn't want a guide dog for that reason, or, mm-hmm. or when they do travel, they don't take their guide dog anyway. So if you're mm-hmm. traveling a lot, then kind of what's the point exactly yeah first off i want to give a big thank you to my cousin candace for helping arrange this conversation i hope we can all learn something from matthew and i know for myself it's to never give up to pursue your dreams and to never let anyone tell you you can't do something music today is provided by matthew himself i hope you come back to hear more inspiring stories with other blind and visually impaired people and thanks for listening